Paul Schaefer in the orchestra, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. Uh, we got a we got a, a fine show for you tonight. This is what American TV is all about. Uh, John Candy is here from SCTV, and uh, we have some tips on how to become a more responsible TV viewer. And my first guest has been compared to Ingrid Bergman, Bridget Bardot. Greta Garbo, Audrey Hepburn, and the list goes on and on. She is also a very fine actress who has starred in films uh, as Tess, uh, One from the Heart, Cat People, and the soon-to-be-released Exposed. Please welcome Nastasia Kinski. Just fine. Good. Really? You have, uh, your hair is a little different than, uh... It is? It's a little different, isn't it? A little, or maybe it's not. No. You, you don't normally, or maybe you do, do you? Of course I do. I, I don't know. You normally have... Different? Now, why is that? What happened there? What's the matter with you? Well, I, no, nothing's the matter with me. Uh, well, maybe there is, but that's, uh... <laughs> but you have, uh, that's an interesting treatment you've done there. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> well, maybe it's, maybe it's me. I don't know. Right? Now, let me ask you about uh, an, an, this introduction we gave you here. You've been compared to Ingrid Bergman, Brigitte. Now, you're going to get hair in there and you won't want to drink it. How do you know? You know me so well? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just... Now, do you mind me? I was just teasing you there a little bit about your hair. Does that upset you? No, I don't, just don't understand what you mean. Okay, uh, maybe it's... I don't know. I'm sorry. I've... Bridget Bardot, Greta Garbo, Audrey Hepburn, and the list goes on and on. Now, do you... Do you does that bother you being compared to those uh, legendary film actresses? Nastasia? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sleepy Joe. You know what I'm saying? Well, what do you do this time? Oh, you've been in that world out there? Does it walk between here and the neighborhood bar count? That's enough. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. I'm not yeah. happy with anything I'm seeing oh, out there. Man. You're you're right. You're right. It's Wednesday. I was hanging out in Merrillville like I like to do on a Wednesday, oh, okay. you know? And uh what, what goes you, on out there? You at the uh, new BJ's Brew House? No, just, uh, throwing a few back. No, no, no. You, I go Broadway. Like I go into town a little bit. Sure. You know, okay. Right? Yeah. Around seventy six or whatever. Hit that little skeezers on the way home. Oh, there's pretty you know? parts there. That's for sure. It's so bad out there. I go to Little Caesars. Mm-hmm. The pizza. The pizza, pizza. You, know, you don't go out to the Winfield Little Caesars any, anymore? No, no, I'm in Maryville on Wednesdays. Okay. Just Maryville in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the, the pizza pizza was hot, yet not ready. Oh, that's, that's not the promise they make. Yeah. Know? That's Sleepy Joe's. You can't even get enough kids to work at the Little Caesars. Hmm. Online only. I don't know. Online orders only. Seems I had to like, sit inside there and make an online order. Seems like there'd be pizza robots at this point at Little Caesars. <sighs> is, is they're yeah. just putting out the hot and readies. It's not like anybody's going in there ordering like custom pizzas anymore. 
Trump would have had a, a get a pizza robot shooting those things out. Trump would have had a pizza robot for us by now. They should just really be like uh, vending machine kiosks, kind of at the Little Caesars. You go up, you put in like eight singles, push a button, and a hot and ready pops out. They just invent it. Somebody you don't, to, you don't have to talk to anybody. They just like unveiled that a year ago. Somebody has like vend- pizza machine, pizza vending machines About time. somewhere in the states. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I miss the glory days of... Uh, That's why you got out of the starting industry. to throw them back in, but the uh, glory days of the self-checkout at the grocery store, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when those were starting to replace all the human employees, yeah. that was great for me. You and then they like went back thing. on it and pulled all of them out. Now yeah. they're going back on the going back and starting to put more in, I've noticed. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in the grocery industry, but... No one wants to interact with people anymore because they've all gotten so terrible. Yeah, it's they're the worst. It's, I'd much rather just touch screen some shit, throw it in a bag, and get the fuck out of there. I don't, uh, need, I don't need somebody like asking me if I need help out to my car. Do I look like an invalid? No. I, I really built a whole lifestyle just based upon fake pleasantries. Uh, I, I need that old human interaction back. No, 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 thank you. Yeah. Working in the service industry after a few days in a row of pleasantries. Well, sure. It's just you're drained. I don't sure. want to see any people. I got to spend the day in the dark with my phone turned off. Fucking first first day I get off. That's fair. That's fair. And the People rest of you suck the life out of you. There you go. The rest of you a holes come here. It's baby oil and blow. It is a shoot 'em up, kill 'em up, cruise 'em up, fly 'em up into the air, drop 'em up. Sometimes when up is down and down is up, and you don't know where you are, that's why you're here. Baby oil and blow, dog. I'm one half your host. I am Matt O. With me mm. as always. Mm. He is the Noid. To my little skeezer, he is Nate Adams. No, hoy, hoy, everybody. It's it's a drop em out of a plane this month is what's happening a yeah. lot on this this podcast. Right? Because uh, we're fucking crazy. Free falling uh, is what we're doing. Uh, you ever seen Jerry Maguire? Oh, all the time. That's a, that's you a, kidding me? That's a great scene right there. Just oh. Tom Cruise cruising, Jeez. singing singing some Tom Petty. Yeah, that scene with uh, fucking... Tom uh, and Tom cruising. Scene with Bob Seger's night moves. Uh, oh, I love that scene. Th- uh, Renee Zellweger's scrunched up face yeah. a lot. You get to see that a lot in that movie. Yeah, is she the girl in that? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen that movie. The, the kid. Uh, That's also he's, Renee he's Zellweger? So, hey, did you know the human head weighs eight pounds, Jerry Maguire? Remember when that hmm. movie was like the biggest movie on the planet Earth? For Only, like six months. What? How did that happen? It, somebody had. Why were people so obsessed with Jerry Maguire? Somebody had to knock American Pie off its eye horse. Yeah, which I didn't really appreciate because uh, that was a comedy that defined an entire generation. I don't like Tom Cruise coming in here with his schmaltzy crap. I didn't like either of those movies because I was way too angsty when they came out. Yeah, American Pie is great. It's like, full of stiffler that. making boner fuck jokes. That. See that one girl's like uh, firm young titties. It really Shannon Elizabeth. Really jokes brought, on really you. Titties back to uh to, to Hollywood there for a minute. Jokes on you. Get back to that again. You enjoyed that movie when it came out. Now since I showed patience and uh, whatever, mm, I get to watch all six real. of them at once. I can do that too, though. Yeah, but not for a first view. Which I do, like uh, at least once a year. I got to run through all six American Pie movies. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Uh, American Pie presents Dorm Days. Oh, you this lucky. is one of the great, You're a one of the greats as far as the uh, tail end of that franchise goes. Ah, 
What's that one with Ryan Reynolds where he's uh, the, the college slacker? Girls Gone Wild? The... Van Wilder. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not to be uh, confused with Van Wilder, too, where it's like, he like Indian intern. Isn't he like dog cum in that movie or something? Probably. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting that whole era of uh, movies uh, confused in my he head was, right now. He was never afraid to do things to be in a movie, you know? That's why he's a big star, man. Yeah, you gonna you gonna go see the um, Deadpool movie when it comes out, or are you boycotting it because it's Disney now? Disney's not gonna understand Deadpool. Oh, they're yeah, gonna they're gonna no. make him lame now. They just make everything work until you get tired of it, and then they go on to the next thing. God bless them. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, they do good work over there at the you, House of Mouse. You know, you think Fox wasn't gonna ruin Responsible that third one? It's just, it's real refreshing to have some responsible adults in the room. That's right. Know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Free falling all all month long here in uh, the month of September just, as autumn approaches. Just like Brad Pitt in that hit film Deadpool Two. Uh huh. It, it's right. He is in that movie. He's the invisible fun man. little Easter egg. Yeah. As fall's approaching, uh, characters in our movies are fast approaching the ground because we're talking yeah. about. Skydiving movies, people jumping out of airplanes. Uh, is, I don't know. It's a kind of a pun, so it's just a, a thing. Yeah. It's, we're not putting much thought into this podcast no. these days. Is is not God, much God's honest truth. Thought into anything, really. We'll get into the uh, rundown of the second skydiving movie of, of our event here. Uh, the rundown this week is brought to us by uh, the Brendan Fraser uh, movie, The Whale. Just getting a lot of great online buzz right now. Have you seen? Have you seen all those clips going around of our our guy Brendan? Do you think tearing up, getting emotional? Do you think? That they need to be alarmed that they only got a six-minute standing ovation. Mm, interesting. Whereas The Sun got a 10-minute standing ovation. Mm, what did now? The Sun. Uh, with Hugh Jackman that's and uh, Laura Dern. Not going to be nearly as good as a movie where uh, Brendan Fraser's playing a gripping fat guy. I don't know why people would be cheering for that thing. That doesn't make any sense in my brain. I can't wait till they do that Tusk and the Whale mashup movie. Oh, man, I can't wait to just... Uh, Tusk Whale. Finally catch up on the six latest Kevin Smith movies I haven't watched all in a row. I'm going to do that marathon. We always wait till after Labor Day to watch the newest Kevin I'm Smith movies for the year. his entire uh, Knucklehead uh, quadrilogy or whatever comes out oh, before I watch any of them. Can't this wait. is what I'm going to do. Moose Jaws, where are you at? Come on, Kevin Smith. Uh, this week, the rundown is of 1994's Terminal Velocity. <laughs> This is uh, a film with a runtime of 102 minutes. Whoa, whoa. So, not bad. Yeah, this is not bad. It's not bad. Uh, budget of this film. Uh, Probably like 82 mil. $50 million they, they spent on this thing. I kind of didn't know where Jesus. all that money went as, as I was watching it. I was thinking like, $50 million on this? Really? This it's like is, throwing know. money off the back yeah. of a plane. Uh, throwing Might as well be throwing money into a fucking garbage can because gross yeah. coming back $47 million. This was uh, <laughs> This was not a profitable film God for the uh, so close, Trimark Studios. So there. close. Uh, uh, not appreciated in its time, I guess. But, no. Uh, 
It would be come appreciated later. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has that thing at nineteen percent, so uh, wow. pe- people came around eventually yeah. on this one. Oh no, 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 no! Oh. I guess, I guess, no. That's probably mostly aggregating reviews that came Ooh. out at the time too. So it Ooh. doesn't uh, Ooh, cult status. I think uh, yeah. over time, uh, just got some... should. should oh no, true? no, no! Wait, the audience oh. rating's only at twenty two percent, so mm. I guess it didn't uh, over time get mm. cult status either. That's due though. Oh, that's a shame. It's, it's, it's due. It's a shame. 30-year buzz is coming up. People are going to be talking. Yeah, we're going to reassess this movie. This podcast is going to give it a little juice, I think. Yeah. They're going to get that baby oil and blow bump. People are lucky. Director of this film, uh, a guy goes by the name of Darren Serafian. Ugh. Sounds like a, a foreign to me, yeah. quite frankly. Uh, this guy uh, dabbled in the action uh, genre a little bit. Mm. Around the same time, he also did the JCVD movie Death Warrant, which is... Badass movie, Matt. Uh, after that, he did a ton of TV work for the rest of his career, mm. starting with an episode of Buffy. Most recently, mm. uh, which episode? Some some shows of that uh, failed Swamp Thing show. Oh, nice, most recent nice. season. That was a James Wan produced vehicle. The the Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh, wow, he really screwed the pooch on that one. Didn't even last a whole season. DC fucked him, man. Stars of this film, uh, you know who's coming up. We talked about it last week. This is two weeks in a row of Chuck Sheen goodness we got going on here. Get a load of this, Matt. Charlie Sheen is in this movie playing a former Olympic gymnast turned daredevil skydiving bad boy Ditch Brody. Richard Ditch Brody. How's that for a fucking tagline right there? Yeah. I mean, if you're not sold on the movie after that, I don't, I don't know what else we can fucking do for you. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry you don't like having fun. It's one of his coolest star-turning performances mm-hmm. since that one where he was the undercover biker. Oh, that was... That was yeah, like you saying, we've talked about this guy before. Yeah. We're going to talk about him a lot again, I'm sure. He's Charlie yeah. fucking Sheen. Like, it's got to be what is... 50th, 18th, 19th. 19th. Who's, who's to say? We've, we've yeah. talked about a lot of Charlie Sheen God. movies here. What a hero. What a fucking hero to, to all of us here at Baby Lone Blow. Uh, somebody we haven't talked about before. First mm. time here. Nastasha Kinski is in this movie. Oh. As Krista Maldova slash Chris Morrow. A former evil Russian turned good by uh, the wholesome influence of capitalism, I think is kind of what her character arc is is here, if I had to explain it. Oh, we'll let the audience be the judge. Okay. Um, she was the chick who turns into a leopard when she gets horny and Paul Schrader's pretty cool uh, version of the movie Cat People. Mm, cool. She was Harry Dean Stanton's stripper wife in uh, Paris, Texas. Oh, very cool. Great little indie film. Um, most recent thing I've heard of that she's been in is uh, Rehab. David Lynch's Inland Empire. I was I way know, It was like 15 years ago or something. Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, I've never not, not really heard anything she's been in. Probably it's in and out of rehab. Bunch of bunch of shit I've never heard of, which is weird because it's not a lot of TV work. It's a lot of just like low budget movies nobody watched. She must have told somebody, Harvey Weinstein no at some point. Somebody just, 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 clearly somebody needs to get this check a TV show. Is there something on the USA Network you can't get a Nastasia Kinski as a reoccurring character on? Feels feels weird to me. Bring back blue pains or royal bloods or whatever the oh, fuck. All that yeah. stuff. Those are great shows. Shit. Love love all those shows. Yeah. So much intrigue. Uh, speaking I, of TV all legends, bro, you got to guy by the name of James Gandolfini's in this fucking movie. Oh, Playing the, the character. A, hey, a, Assistant DA Ben Pinkwater. Hey, forget about it. 
Uh, we saw him as the hitman Virgil in True Romance. Hey, come on. Uh, he was department store owner Big Dave Brewster in the Coen Brothers movie The Man Who Wasn't There. How you doing? Very memorable. Um, uh, his last role was uh, Cousin Marv uh-huh. uh, in the underrated Tom Hardy crime flick The Drop. Yeah. Which I forgot existed until I was looking at his filmography. I was like, oh, yeah, The Drop. Yeah. Nobody talks about that one. That was a good little flick. Wonder what he'll be in next, that James Gandolfini. Also, he uh, ate a ton of cured meat and banged all sorts of whores on the HBO series The Sopranos. A of, you had to see a lot of Tony Soprano's hairy shoulders in that show. I was always walking around in an undershirt. Christopher McDonald is in this movie as Kerr, an evil Russian hitman with bleach blonde M&M hair. I thought it was like bleach blonde, uh, what's-his-face, Peter Stormare and Fargo. Oh, yeah, pretty close to that, too. Uh, Christopher McDonald is the ultimate movie bad guy, as he played both yuppie pro golfer Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore, as well as evil real estate magnate Travis Cole in Dirty Work. That's pretty cool. Two of the greatest comedies of their era. Uh, Also, he was absentee father Reed Standish in Dutch. Great little road film right there. Uh, he was the president of the United States of America in Spy Kids 2, Island of Lost Dreams. A.K.A. the good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played Sheriff Jack Banning in Best of the Best 3, No Turning Back. Ooh, wow. So I, I don't know if I ever made it to 3. That might be something I have to That's catch up with. awfully so. inviting now. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I know you're going to remember this one because this was a, 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 a great episode. Played the character Stu Cutler in Season 1, Episode 14, A Home Improvement. Ooh. For whom the belch tolls. Ooh. That one, it's family night at the Taylors. That's right. Randy would like to rewatch Bury Me Again. Tim suggests Bayonet Hell. Bayonet Hell. Uh-huh. But it's Jill's time to choose, and she wants to see the sound of music. Oh, God, that's right. Then oh, Tim's shit. college roommate, Stu, calls to say that he's in town. Yeah, he is. Tim agrees to meet him over a beer, because Jill finds him obnoxious and doesn't want him in their home. Oh, However, so cool. Tim can't tell Stu he's not welcome. On tool time, Tim demonstrates how to heat insulate heat insulate a window. Oh. <laughs> probably doesn't do a very good job if I know that show. I'm sure he does a fine he job. Probably breaks the window or something, I would assume. No, no, I'm probably sure. Probably falls through that fucking window. Nice uh, pratfall, maybe. Wanna say uh Shearer McGavin's got a mustache in that episode. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. For sure. Uh plot of this film we're talking about terminal velocity. Mm-hmm. A maverick skydiver and a former KGB agent team up to stop the Russian mafia from stealing gold. Nate, I had no idea that that's what this movie was about going in. Sounds sounds fucking cool as hell. Uh, In practice, maybe a little bit more confusing than uh, the simple plot synopsis uh, makes it seem. It gets a little bit more mixed up than that as as you're into the the movie, but... uh, you know, why don't we get into it? Because uh, you know, what gonna, the hell? We're going to get into the next segment of this podcast, which is bullet points. We dig into our notes. We talk about everything that stood out to us as we were watching the film. Uh, what do you got? What's what's in your notes? What, what were you thinking about when you pushed play on terminal velocity here? Nate, chicks be driving. Chicks be driving. Yeah, not very well, if you ask me. No, quite sometimes, frankly. sometimes on Especially runways. the one driving in this very dramatic opening of the film you're thrown right in and media res yeah. into some action you're just like yeah. what's happening here some blonde chick driving around at nighttime and what i think is like a sandstorm in the middle of the desert i can't be sure yeah uh, it's dark 
you see like a, a van and I'm like, oh, she's driving some van. But then like, no, fucking, I think the van's following her, but it's not really clear how it's shot yeah. and edited. It's kind of confusing. I think she's in like a sweet Trans Am, you, you eventually learn. Mm. But she's got a look on her face like she's got real bad diarrhea mm. and she's like trying to get home before like uh, it, it, it all happens. When you've got nausea, heartburn, indigestion, mm-hmm. upset stomach, diarrhea. Let's see, there was a nice little song. I forgot forgot about that ad. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so I'm like, you need to pull over, honey. You're not going to make it. Look at that look on your face. You seem like you're in a lot of pain. She's doing a lot of capital A acting right here. Yeah. Like so much so that I couldn't figure out, like, is she panicked? Is she, I don't know, uh, an adrenaline junkie? <laughs> is she storm chasing? Which I don't know. There's, Every emotion in the world going off this chick's face as she's trying to like get her her, her little fifteen minutes here. I lived with him. I've seen that look before. Her period was coming. Uh, period's coming. Uh, she stops eventually and is looking around like uh, you can't see anything because you're in the middle of a sandstorm in the desert at, mm. at nighttime. Is what's going on. Some cool visuals here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, mm-hmm. just like her her car alone in the void. Yeah, Mad Maxians is what's happening right here. That's fair. Uh, I'm thinking like, oh, is there a van following her? Are they gonna like pull up and smoke her or something? Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. No. What happens is a plane lands in the middle of the desert. Right over. Her. Right, it fucking scares them. But she clips the top of her car and she's like, Holy shit, a like a fucking gigantic jet just landed yeah. in the middle of the desert. And uh then the scene's over and I'm like what the fuck was that? Yeah. What just happened? It was very confusing. And I'm like, uh, oh, as we watch the movie, it's probably going to become clear what was yeah. happening there. It's a, I just put it together, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. just as looking you talk back about it. It's like, son like, of a bitch. Mm, mm. It's just, not so sure it all holds up under scrutiny, but uh, I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, this is layers, man. How about uh, that? Next scene. Deep thinker. You got to watch it twice. It cuts to her. Like, I was... For sure, that she was like uh, gonna die in this opening scene. That was like the no. thing. Like, uh, oh, we're watching this girl die, and then we're gonna be like investigating her death or whatever. But no, it just cuts to her like out on a balcony in her apartment talking on the phone. Like, Wait. and then a fucking plane landed in the desert. You wouldn't believe it. Leads me to my next point, Nate. Okay. Chicks be talking. Yeah, chicks be driving. Uh, chicks be talking. Mm-hmm. Chicks be brawless. She's a. Uh, you know, why? Why'd you have to go low, Matt? Um. It's not the on sort of chest. thing we, we talk about here on this podcast. We're, oh. we're trying to... Just the That's, facts, Matt. Sorry. Yeah. Well, she wasn't wearing one. No, yeah. She's got a white shirt on yeah. and uh, some big old titties and no bra. It's just sweet rack on this chick. Mm-hmm. And you can, she's, she's having one of those fake, like, uh, one-sided, I'm having a fake telephone conversation. Yeah. And just really, really un, you know, like unconvincing at all delivering this dialogue. I she sounds, her. like, so robotic yeah. and fake. And I'm like, she's a terrible actress. How did they get her? Oh, oh, it's because of those titties. Look at, yeah. look, look at those things. Right. How about it? making perfect sense. Yeah. She starts making poo-poo face again, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, no, the diarrhea's back, or, mm-hmm. like, I guess she's got spider sense, like, uh, she's oh. sensing danger or something here. Danger! Um, bitch is paranoid. Um, she gets attacked. Yeah. We learn that she knows karate. Yeah. She kicks a guy's ass when she's in her undies, mm-hmm. but then, uh, this guy didn't come alone. No. Turns out, he's also got Shooter McGavin on his side. Yeah. He, come, he shows up out of nowhere. It hits her with Chris Jericho's finishing move, the Judas effect. Yeah. And then she's fucking out, man. Well, it's his finisher for a reason. Yeah. And then uh, they're drowning her. Right. In a, a, a fish aquarium. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, yeah. 
Those yeah, titties are that's why wet. they got her in that white shirt. Yeah. <laughs> they really thought this through. It was yeah. fucking dirty old dish rags here. This was visionary director. This was all set up for a uh, particular reason. What's going on right here? But he's like, uh, yeah, fucking let's kill this chick. Cause she saw our plane land mm. when she was driving in the middle of the desert at nighttime during a sandstorm. And, that was supposed to be a secret plane or something. I, I, I don't know what's happening here. It, a little bit was given in her phone conversation with whoever wasn't on the other end. Mm-hmm. And it's a very important thing. Chick speak commies, Nate. Yes. Yeah, she was speaking uh, Russian. Chick speak, speaking a little speak of the Russian right here. Speak so, of the Russian. A little bit of a Russian spy here. Ruski. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so as they're, they like drown this bitch, yeah, she's chicks, dead. Chicks be dying. Uh, they're not like asking her any questions or anything. I think they just came here to kill her. Um, they leave mm-hmm. and uh, Shooter McGavin takes a minute to like appreciate his red convertible. Yeah. Like, Man, this car is cool as fuck. Classic American automobile. And I'm just like, it's going to be so fucking awesome when Charlie Sheen fucks up this guy's car that he loves. We're already... We're 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 laying little like uh we're we're, we're planting seeds right here. They're yeah. gonna bloom later, and I'm loving it. Some great storytelling going on here. Yeah, it's gonna be a treat. Speaking of Charlie Sheen, oh hell yes, fucking uh-huh. smash cut to some heavy metal yeah. guitar licks. Badass Charlie Sheen, fucking free jumping like off of radio towers and skydiving in the middle of downtown. He's got one of those like useless snowboards for the air that shoots smoke behind there's, it. There's probably nothing more 90s than what's going on in this fucking scene right here. Yeah. It's just like a pure fucking adrenaline X Games Mountain Dew shit going on right here. This, I fucking love it, man. I think Red Bull was created because of this movie. Oh, yeah. You just, like, juice this movie, you'll mm-hmm. get fucking monster energy drink is what happens. If you could milk the prostate of this movie. So I'm, like, I'm watching this down. thinking, like, oh, hell yeah. That's got to be Charlie Sheen. He looks cool as fuck. Yeah. And there's this, like, news lady in a news chopper. And she's like, oh, hell yeah. Look at this fucking Charlie Sheen. That guy looks cool as fuck. So, yeah, you, you, you were like, that's got to be. I was like, I know that's Charlie mm, Sheen. Yeah. Because of tell. how bad as fuck this guy tell. looked. Yeah. Um, so then there's a joke where like this guy skydives down in the middle of a city, lands like in a park where there's a bunch of little kids around, and uh, he's got some assless chaps on mm. and like a Viking helmet or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, is this the bachelorette party? And like you see him from behind and all these little girls are horrified because I guess his dick is out. Yeah. <laughs> The, the jokes here is just a bunch of little eight-year-old girls are having to look at Charlie Sheen's dick. You know, just Good like bit. just like I wrote down last week, Nate, Sheen be Sheenin'. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's like, oh, man, this guy's kind of a fuck-up, but at least he's fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. those little girls just had a very traumatic experience. They saw his dirty AIDS dick. After this, we go to his job, which is like uh, his skydiving shack out Mm -hmm. in the desert where he does all his cool skydiving shit. Mm -hmm. And some chick with like awful fucking 90s short hair is just like, "Uh, Charlie Sheen, you're breaking too many rules and getting us in trouble. The government's going to pull our skydiving license. We're not going to be able to do all our cool skydiving stuff anymore. Because as we're going to establish later, we're a close-knit family and company, and we need to keep this place afloat, damn mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's right. Charlie Sheen's like, you just got to fucking deal with me, man. I'm awesome, and yeah. I'm not going to be less awesome. Fucking yeah. in one ear and out the other, all this. Well, tell me about the rules again. I'm paying attention. Yeah. Give me a break. He's like, plus I'm only going to be in like 
one and a half more scenes yeah. with you because we're not going to talk That's about I was, this place I was thinking, at like, all. Uh, yeah, it seems like we're setting up like this whole crew he's got. They're going to be a big part of the movie. So I was like, well, I didn't see whoever this chick was in my rundown when I was like writing down the actors. Mm. Like, who is she? So I go to IMDb. She's not even credited. Like, this character is not even in the fucking credits. Yeah, she probably just jumped out of one of the planes and they let her have a speaking role. Uh, who is credited, though, is another chick who's there. She's got, like, two broken legs cast mm. on both legs. And I'm like, who's the hot chick yeah, with the two was broken hot, legs? Huh? And I gotta look fucking her up. Uh, so her character is listed as Broken Legs Max. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty sweet. And then I figured out, oh, I know who this hot chick is. Let's hear it. She's fucking the crow's hot wife who gets raped and murdered and all those sexy flashbacks Ooh. in the crow. And also <sighs> apparently like a Canadian pop star. Like she uh, had like uh, oh. music videos and shit in Canada. Huh. I'm not gonna look Trilingual, her, uh, her, her, her IMD bio told me. As, as I'd like to try her lingual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, picking up what I'm putting down. There you go. Uh, enter Nastasha Kinski. Uh, some hot blonde shows up at the skydiving shack. What the fuck am I on here? Good Christ. It seemed like you were huffing gasoline. Or I you should, came in here. I looked at the IMDb here. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a character in this movie called Robocam. I don't even remember. Yeah. And he's an old... Whoa. Does this come up later? Look, it's like a black guy dressed man? as a wizard with a cowboy shirt on. Is that what I'm looking at I right here? I think so. That's got to be the guy working the camera. Uh, he just doesn't have any of that cool facial hair. Oh, oh, Charlie Sheen's friend, the yeah, black dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he shows up here in a second. Um, huh. Who shows up here is a hot blonde, and she's like, oh, mm. hey, I'm trying to take some skydiving lessons. Charlie Sheen gets one eyeball full of this chick yeah. and just goes on full-on rape vibes. Right, just like, yeah. Just out of nowhere. Like, he's just... Something in his head fucking clicks. And he's just like, no time. I had to figure out how to uh, fucking just give this chick the full court press until uh, she's in a situation where she feels too pressured to say no to me. I can't let her leave without a promise to fuck. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you could tell she's working an angle here, though. She's she's a little too ditzy. She's, she's putting on a voice. She's like... Oh, hey, uh, you don't have any skydiving lessons till Friday? How about we just do it today, though? Like, ha, <laughs> I'm a ditzy blonde. Maybe I'll forget that I wanted to do it if we don't do it right now. Yeah. Sheen's just like, all right, I'm buying all of this hook, line, and sinker. He's like, you make some good points. I gotta points. take you up in my airplane to get in those pants later on. That's what we're gonna do right now. Even mm. though the government has said that I gotta stop being so reckless with yep. my rule breaking, what are you gonna Doesn't do? Matter? There's pussy on the line. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Start listening to the government? No, Come on, Charlie. Absolutely not. Fucking. Oh, Sleepy Joe says he's gonna pull my skydiving license. <sighs> what do you got? What do you got? It just uh, stuck on this Sophia Shinas. Direct quote from her: "Nude scenes. I have no problem with nudity as long as it's done in context and it's not gratuitous." Where did all that happen? Of course, there's a lot of different ways to interpret that. We didn't get any of that in this movie. Uh, I could have come up with some context. Yeah, we're going to have to find future movies mm-hmm. to watch of mm-hmm. hers. Anyways. Yeah, so either way, Kinski's just like off the wall crazy here. Yeah. I wrote if she came into my bar acting like this, I definitely wouldn't serve her. But Sheen's just like, yeah, you could skydive. You, you wrote down, you definitely wouldn't serve her. But you'd fall in She love feels like with a pillhead. She feels like a real pillhead, is what you'd is what serve your heart here. to her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, scam initiated. We're, yeah. we're, we're up in the plane now. We're about to do the jump. <sighs> a little thing that they didn't let us know came as a surprise to me. What's that? Charlie Sheen's got a pilot yeah. on his payroll. It's cigar chomping old Melvin Van Peebles. Yeah. 
how the fuck do they get him to play like a two-minute role in Terminal Velocity? That's kind of a get. Guy made fucking watermelon, man. He's a fucking man. legend. Yeah. He's, uh, he's very, very charismatic, very charming in here as he the uh, pilot that shows up in uh, two scenes. Uh, blonde chick's uh, just like, oh, shit, is that another plane I saw over there? Charlie Sheen's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, just come rub my dick, girl. Uh, look out the window. I don't see any fucking planes. Hey, uh, Melvin Van Peebles, you see any planes? No, I don't see any fucking planes. He turns around. The fucking chick's gone. That's what they do, man. She fucking, she fucking jumped out of the plane by herself. She mm. fucking tricked this guy. Tricked him into getting her up in the plane. Yeah. Tricked him into turning around and not paying attention. All of it. He's supposed to have her strapped in. He's supposed to be doing tandem jumps. You can't just let people who don't have a skydiving license go skydiving by themselves. There's rules about all these things. He couldn't get her strapped in because he was too busy thinking about yeah, her he's, strap on. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's one walking penis, as she tells him yeah. uh, here right before she jumps out of the plane. As he points out, a flying penis. That's right. Um, so he looks uh, out, the, out the door there, and he just sees her falling all like fucking limp-bodied. Looks yep. like she's just unconscious in the air. He's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I got to fucking jump out of this plane and point <laughs> break my way down to her. He tries. And grab her and fucking pull a chute. Or this chick's going to be dead. Yeah. They're definitely going to pull my skydiving license. So he tries. Uh, doesn't point break fast enough. Mm-mm. And uh, she, she just splatters against the ground. You just hear a thud as her. Yeah. She hits that desert floor. Yeah. So uh, after this, Charlie Sheen's like, oh, man, I don't know what re- went wrong. And videographer yeah. guy's like, uh, all right, this is my chance. I got a sweet little monologue here about how I heard her hit the ground and how haunting it was. This is going to be my Oscar clip. Yeah. Fucking, and for best supporting actor, that guy is RoboCam is 3 Robo-Cam. He, He's really swinging for the fences here. I think he does a great job giving yeah. his like, haunted speech about fucking watching her body hit the ground. It's. I wrote down something here. Uh, before he like goes up in the plane with the girl, he mm-hmm. talks to the black dude real yeah, quick. Right. And the black dude's like, "Yeah, you trying to get that ass, bro? I yeah. got you." And he's like, "You get me, bro." Charlie Sheen's like, "Listen, I got a plan. I'm gonna work this angle. I always work. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna have to have sex with me. Then I'm never gonna call her again or ever see her again. It's gonna be fucking awesome." And like this guy who's just talking to his boss is just like. Yeah. Hell yeah, you're fucking cool, man. It's just great because that scene, they're like, yeah, you and me, buddy, same page. And now this very next scene, he's like, bro, I saw her body hit the ground, bro. I'm you ain't changed. Gonna, you ain't gonna fuck I'm shit. I'm changed forever. And Sheen's just like, bro, you and me, we're not on the same page anymore. Uh, next scene, after they cart her <clears throat> dead body away, they're at the skydiving shack and yep. the suits are here. And they're like, you're fucking grounded, Charlie Sheen. No more skydiving for you ever, man. You're loose Guy, Ivan Maniac. Uh, fucking Sheen's talking to Melvin Van Peebles. He's like, hey, man, you're going to fucking lie for me, right? Yeah. Like, these guys ask you about shit. You're going to say that, like, I did everything by the book and it was totally her fault, right? You're an old black man. You Melvin have Van to Peebles do what I is just say. Like, I got priors, man. Like, I'm not lying for nobody. I'm fucking, they ask me shit, I'm going to shoot straight. I'm like, ooh, this is an intriguing uh, right? little bit of uh, conflict they've set up here. I wonder how this is going to pay off... Uh, it's just never mentioned again. We never, we never see the like, pilot ever like, again. Damn it! I pulled my white privilege card. It's a, it's a weird little scene here that exists for for zero fucking reason yeah. whatsoever, except to make Charlie Sheen look a little shittier. And he does have a sudden realization where he's like, "Hang on a second. 
Wait. I know what happened. That bitch was just trying to commit suicide or something, and she yeah. used me to do it. I'm going to go rifle through her personal belongings. Yeah. Time for a little Charlie Sheen personal detective. So then he's like, oh, let me look through your wallet here. What's this? It's a picture of you and old big tits from the opening of the movie. Mm. What's very interesting. I'm going to have to mm. go to the address on your driver's license and see if maybe I can contact uh, this other big titty blonde. I'm here. fucking somebody. All right here. I'm just like, are you kidding me, man? This guy, former Olympic level gymnast, current renegade skydiver. Also a little bit of a private eye. Yeah. This fucking ditch Brody, maybe the coolest character yeah. in any movie I've ever seen. Charlie Sheen is watching you. Uh, he's doing a little investigating. Mm -hmm. He goes, we see the address he finds on the driver's license is that apartment we were at earlier. Yeah, 312 Warp Avenue. fucking drowning her fish tank. Mm -hmm. So he's like, uh, hmm. Probably, probably could just go into this woman's apartment unannounced and then close and lock the door behind me, right? That's yeah. that's a cool move. There's yeah. there's nothing weird about this. It's it's perfectly fine. Should be. Good. I'll just do that. I mean, I'm here trying to snoop around and figure out like yeah. uh, what's going on. It's uh, perfectly in my rights here. He's just uh, trying to figure out where that that dirty laundry. He's just very is. casual about it. He's just, this does not seem like it's the first time he's broken into a chick's apartment to look for their dirty hamper. Casual. Um. So he's just like, oh, man, sweet. Yeah. Chick's got a bunch of Springsteen records. Yeah, that part's pretty cool. <laughs> he's like, oh, man. Before he the, can see the extent of uh, her collection, river. Though, oh, Shooter McGavin out of nowhere yeah. fucking uh, shows up and breaks the top of a toilet over Charlie yeah. Sheen's head. And then just starts, like, body slamming him through glass end tables and shit. Breaks that Escalates toilet over his because he eats pieces of shit like him mm -hmm. for breakfast. He's just screaming at Sheen over and over again. Where's the body? Where's the body? So I guess what happened here is he uh, drove back to the scene of his murder to uh, dispose of the body that he left there, and uh, mm. somebody had already gotten there before him and taken the body out of there, mm. and he doesn't know who to do it. And I was like, if you're so thorough, why did you fucking take that body out of there the first night? You knew you were going there to kill her. Like, uh, what, did you just, like, get halfway back home, and then you and other group were like, oh, shit, we didn't, we didn't dispose of that body. Nate. We, we need to go back there and look for that, probably. They came back uh -huh. to kill the roommate. Sloppy fucking murderer who was here. jumping sure. with Sheen. Uh, it, too late, because that bitch is already dead, Matt. <sighs> so it seems. Which also, I was like, wow, Stasha Kinski got pretty big billing on this yeah. for showing up for two scenes and then dying. That's uh, yeah. it's pretty weird. Uh, so Charlie Sheen makes a little bit of a late match comeback here after yeah. taking a few... Uh, Body slams through glass tables, mm -hmm. gets the best of Shooter McGavin, fucking takes his knife off of him. Pushes him right through that fucking fish tank that got those titties wet Pushes earlier. him right through that fucking fish tank, which anytime a fucking fish tank gets broken in an action yeah. movie and water and fish start spilling everywhere, it's cool for me. Yeah. You show me a fish tank and it doesn't get broken in a fucking movie, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, we all saw fucking Lethal Weapon 2. So, I mean, like, uh, Olympic gymnast, renegade skydiver, pretty good at being mm -hmm. a PI. Also, just like hand-to-hand -hand combat, disarms a former KGB agent, mm -hmm. takes his own knife off of him. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I got to figure out what, what was going on in that fucking place. That was crazy. Yeah. Let me take this knife I took off that guy to my knife expert buddy. Ain't seen a pig sticker <laughs> like this before. ID this knife for me. Yeah. Which, uh, 
He does. He's got a knife guy, so he goes to see him. And, they, uh, they really just do this so we can get a nice uh, in-the-sunshine shot of his Challenger that he's driving. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of cool fucking cars in this movie, mm-hmm. quite frankly. It's, it's one of the great things about it. So he's talking to some guy who's clearly an old vet, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen this knife before. It's Syrian or something, yeah. I think. And I was like, oh, okay. That helps yes, absolutely, absolutely mm. nothing. Mm. <laughs> so that... That drives the plot forward absolutely in no way. No. But then I was like, hang on, though. Is that guy building some sort of rocket sled? Yes. It turns out the answer to that question is yes. He's casually building some sort of rocket sled yeah. that's uh, on train tracks in mm-hmm. the middle of the desert in his, like, pole barn. And uh, Charlie Sheen's like, oh, that thing looks like it goes pretty fast, huh? That jet engine rocket sled? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to go pretty fucking fast, man. 350 miles per hour. And then uh, they just, they're like, okay, thanks for the info on the knife. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? That's when he realizes, wait a minute, terminal velasity. Mm, yeah, you, you can happen on the ground as well as uh, when you're falling through the air. As it yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, next scene, nerdy Gandolfini shows up at the uh, skydiving shack. And he's like, uh, um, the DA, I'm here to ask you some questions. Maybe I'm going to fucking put you in jail. Yeah. Gandolfini looking pretty svelte in this movie. It's, uh, Are you sure? Probably about like 40 pounds lighter than uh, his, uh, his, his, his Sopranos days here. Uh, also, I like I said, playing a nerd. It's, I love watching Gandolfini work. This guy's always got interesting little character work going on here. <laughs> fucking didn't even uh, develop his sleep apnea yet. He's uh, 40 pounds away from, from his breathing issues, it seems like. God, we're... we're fucking watching my parents dogs uh-huh and their little boston terrier caner oh, man. is that He's one of those like flat snouted uh yeah. fucking we've bred them into uh yes. not being able to exist he in the world walks dog? around like a little james gandolfini everywhere like even his bark isn't sounds, loud sounds his disgusting. bark source he's just like <laughs> he just sounds like james gandolfini yeah. so sheen's like <laughs> listen man i'll tell you what happened this dumb chick comes in. She's fucking yeah. acting like a slut, so I know I'm going to fucking hit it. He's gonna. She goes wild, mm-hmm. jumps out of the fucking plane. I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But then I went and broke into her house. Yeah. And Alfini's like, what are you talking about? You uh, you just went and broke into some woman's house? Now you're telling me about it? Uh, I'm fucking, I'm fucking uh, DA right here? And Charlie Sheen's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fucking awesome. I yeah. do awesome shit all the time. What's your fucking point? Don't worry, but don't interrupt my story, man. No, I'm talking um, to you. You do what he wants. And he he's does. like, this chick shows up, acts like she's some dumb slut, but I see pictures of her like skydiving all the time after she told me she never skydived before. Something's up with this silly fuck, bitch, bro. man. The fuck, bro? It's fucking, it's fucking, she asked for it, man. Did you see the way she was dressed? Hairs on the back of my neck went up because yeah. uh, Gandolfini was all like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's also, he's like, uh, also, maybe did anybody take any video footage of her mm. dying while jumping on the plane? Charlie Sheen's like, oh, yeah, somebody did, as it turns out. No, he tells him. I'm going to go watch that tape. He tells him nobody oh, yeah, saw him. He, he keeps it close to the, keeps, to the vest, but. Keeps it quiet. He, he, he yeah. makes the note for himself. Like, I, I got to go watch that fucking tape. He's like, I got to go, go beat off to faces of death. So uh, he, he goes and watches all Robotron 3030s uh, tape or whatever he did, and he's just like, holy shit. What's that? What's that in the air? It's a fucking second plane. Second plane, bro. It was a second plane up there the whole fucking time, man. Uh, he's going to have to uncover this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then he's like, 
hang on a second. Second plane? Let me go outside and see if I can look up in the air and see a plane right now. Yeah, because he was like, you know, just earlier I saw a plane. Yeah, there's planes all over. Let me go see if there's maybe a plane again. And yeah, he goes and looks outside and wouldn't you know it, like, there's that fucking plane again, man. Flying all low. Same one from Knife Guy's house. Same one fucking from the video. This plane's following him around, it seems like. It's fucked up, bro. So he's like, all right. I'm going to figure out what's going on with this plane. I'm going to fucking top gun it on my motorcycle. Go fucking uh, highway to the danger zone my ass after this mean, plane. See where it fucking lands. You mean he's going to go topper Harley it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank for you. Sure. Also, it seems like uh, this is this is looking like uh, Hot Shots era Sheen. He's got the same like fucking uh, haircut. Yeah, same everything. haircut going on. I'm just like. This could just be like a fucking Hot Shots. <laughs> this is like two steps more ridiculous away from just being Hot Shots 3, quite frankly, this movie right here. You're not wrong. You could have worked that in. You could have fucking worked that in. If there was a little more gratuitous killing. Case in point, this scene right here where he's yeah. like chasing the plane. And he's like, all right, got to catch up with this plane on a motorcycle. Yeah. And then like, he's just like, hang on, I lost the plane. Where's the plane? He's looking around. Yeah. And then the plane like sneaks up behind him. Yeah. <laughs> and just like. Oh, God, there oh, he is. He's right behind Jesus. me. And I'm like, did that plane just sneak up behind a man on a yeah. motorcycle? That's kind that's... of a ridiculous comedy skit. Yeah, he's a nimble pilot. Yeah, so uh, he's like, all right, uh, who lost him for a second, but now he's dive-bombing or whatever. I'll just keep following him. He does. He follows the plane back to where it lands. Mm -hmm. Some fucking house out in the middle of the desert. Everything's, everything in this movie is just out in the middle of the fucking desert. Right. right. Uh, like, like a Tremors movie. All right, I'm going to go investigate this house, see what's going on in here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, interesting. Um, uh, oh, attacked by an old man mm. out of nowhere. Man, we've established that Charlie Sheen's a badass that can take down KGB agents hand-to-hand. Uh, -hand, so. But not this old man. But he kicks this old man's ass, quite frankly. Oh, well, yeah. Fucking, he jumps him from behind, and then Sheen just gets the best of him. He's like, I'm Charlie fucking Sheen. But then... uh. Natasha Kinski shows up. That and I'm like, what? I saw her jump out of an airplane, fucking hit the yeah. ground at terminal velocity, Matt. Yeah, I saw you bounce, girl. Established as, I think, like 150 miles per hour or something. 110? 120? 120 miles an hour. She's like, um, all right, you fucking idiot. Let me explain what's going on to you. I played an elaborate trick on you. Mm -hmm. uh, you're fucking boob. You fell for the whole thing. Yeah. You're an idiot. Um... Uh, there was a second plane. We mm -hmm. fucking dropped a different body out of the fucking plane. You didn't even realize it because you're a dumb dumb. The cops didn't realize it because you just told them it was me. Yeah. Like fucking, I thought of everything. My plan worked perfectly. Um, but I also need you for some reason. So I tricked you into coming here as well. She's like, question look. mark. She goes, look, I can't tell you anymore unless we go jump out of a plane. Yeah. And he's like, am I being recruited into the KGB right now? It kind of seems like that's, that's what's fucking happening. I don't know. <sighs> and he's, he's all like, but I'm still fucking ditch Brody. That's right. American badass. You want Ditch Brody to jump out of a plane? That's what I'm fucking yeah. best at. Yeah. That in gymnastics. Did I mention that I'm a former Olympic level yeah. gymnast? Because that's a subplot that just weaves its way through this movie for no reason. Over and over again. Keeps getting brought up. That's yeah. Like, never never does any gymnastics. No. Never has to use any gymnastics. No, in the air. To, in the to, air. He can. It's, it's not like he's got to like... Uh, do a pole routine and like drop kick a raptor at any point in this movie. That never happens. 
You know, he just does. So you you can. So they get up in the the airplane, and yeah. she's like, "Why are you so nervous, bro? Yeah, like, are you afraid to do a night jump?" And he's like, "I'm fucking just Brody. I invented night jumps. Yeah. What are you talking about?" She's all like, "Well, the big reveal was like that was my dead ass roommate." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What? Your dead roommate?" And she's like, "Well, I'll tell you more when we jump out of the plane. I just give you a little bit at a time and make you do stuff." Uh, he's like, "I guess I have to do everything she says." Yeah. Okay, I'll jump out of the plane with her. Yeah. So then they jump, and it turns out they like are jumping into some sort of oil refinery or something. She set him up, bro. And she's like, "All right, bro, uh, I need you to land right in one of those fucking cooling Last towers second. or whatever. I'm gonna land outside of the fence of like, this way place. Way the fuck out for no reason. Completely, I don't know, ruining the point of skydiving yeah. into it. I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm just gonna purposefully yeah. land outside the fence. I'm gonna." I'm just going to land outside, radio to you, mm-hmm. and have you do everything I need you to do just because I don't want to do it. Not because I there can't. all things I could easily have done by myself. Just don't want to. Yeah, because he's, he's like, all right. He lands in this cooling tower. He's hung up. His parachute's caught. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, no. Is he going to? It's, just, it's just like they kind of play it for laughs, though. He's just like, oh, he's hanging there like an idiot. Now yeah. he fell down. He's all sooty. Those things are like fucking... 60 feet tall. Yeah. I was like, he's oh, he's going to be dead now. But then yeah. he just like comes out of some blast furnace or something yeah. covered in soot. And I'm like, well, that was that was pretty cartoony what just happened right there. I think right that's there. how that works. It's like some more hot shots, like right? uh, over-the-top slapstick humor here, but we're playing it straight. I was nervous. I, I was genuinely concerned. I was like, he's hung up. How's yeah. it going to get fucking so down from there? like, all right, I need you to go over here to the panel on the right and disable the fucking security fence. He's like, like, oh, only because I'm hard all still. Right, I'm going to do it. And then she's like, okay, good, fence disabled. And I'm like, well, you didn't need to disable the fence. You could have just parachuted beyond the fence like fucking charlie sheen did what's going on here yeah she's like all right good work uh you've disabled the fence but i'm not going to like go in the fence right now no i'm just basically having you do this for no reason and he's just like okay meanwhile we see the fucking bad guys are showing up in the fucking panel van from the original scene as well as shooter mcgavin's sweet red convertible they all show up and she's like i need you to go upstairs go into this office and he's like what's going on here like how do you know the interiors of this entire complex so well? It's fucking crazy. It's almost like you work here, bitch. And then he sees her picture on the wall as the employee of the month, Matt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is... How long did she uh, insert herself into this refinery thing mm-hmm. to... Uh, this is probably going to be important plot stuff that's all going to come out later when... Uh, you know, and none of this ever makes any sense to me. This what is, we're doing at this like yeah. oil refinery or why no. she works there or what it has to do with absolutely anything else happening in this fucking movie. I'm going to tell you right now, Nate, it's not this movie's fault. It's my problem with most espionage stories. Oh, they anytime rarely gets, make any sense. Anytime you get spies involved, like rarely you know, make any yeah, sense. James Bond, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. So she's like, go into the closet, uh, take the pole that all my fucking like Coats that I, I keep like mm. 10 coats in my office at my work for yeah, some reason. That's what women do. Uh, take the pole down. There's some microfilm or something inside yeah. that pole. I need you to fucking get that shit and fucking get out of here. So he does. He does. He does. But Shooter McGavin, sh- like, something's not right here. He knows. I think fucking Ditchweed yeah. Brannigan. What's his fucking name? You got it. Okay. Ditchweed Brannigan. He's probably here or something. 
My suspicions are correct. There he is on these security cams. Just fucking go get this guy. He's probably here for the microfilm. Ditchweed's here doing lawn jobs again. <laughs> oh, Christ. He uh, runs after fucking Sheen. Sheen's like, oh, shit, the bad guy. She's like, fucking get up on the roof, bro. I, fucking shoot her, McGavin. Shooting him with his gun and stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. I like that the big tip off Shooter McGavin was like, somebody set off two of my fuses. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Who was in my fuse box? He then, he then uh, flips the fuses again. So then it's like, oh shit. Like in Jurassic Park. The fence is reactivated. The yeah. fence that we're not trying to go in and out of at any no. point, And we didn't need to deactivate it for any reason. Unlike in Jurassic Park. Unlike in Jurassic Park where the fences were on for a real fucking reason. And there was disastrous results when those fences God. went down, Matt. That first movie... That whole fence scene? Oh, man, there's... Nothing like it, huh? There's maybe some of the best yeah. fence shit in, in any movie ever, I'd say, that first Jurassic Park right Except there. for the fence-ing work done by the teenage son in the newest uh, Orphan film. Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah. It's the uh, new Orphan film is sexual as the, uh, as the original one. It's fun because she's like constantly just like, I'm going to suck dick. Mm, I swear okay. to God, yeah. I'm going to suck some yeah, that's dick. What, that's what I'm in it for. I'm going to have to check that one out. It's It was big budget fun horror garbage. So Charlie Sheen's like, oh shit, I made it to the roof. Shooter McGavin's here too shooting at me. Good thing we've established I already have awesome base jumping skills. Yeah. Jumps off the fucking roof of this oil refinery or whatever. Fucking parachutes his ass. He's still got his reserve, bro. Over the fucking fence that we didn't need to activate or deactivate at any point. Gets, <laughs> Barely makes Gets it. out of there. Fucking, Over uh, that fence. Yeah. Fucking, he's seemingly just on foot in the middle of the desert now. And I'm just like, oh, what's he going to do now? Probably like him and Natasha Kinski are going to like uh, drive out of there. No, we just cut to like him. Yeah, Navy SEAL. He just back ran at, fast. Back at home, just like uh, on the phone with her. Like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Why'd you make me do all that weird shit and then ditched me? Yeah. And she's like, listen, man, I need the fucking microfilm. I was like, well, why didn't you just parachute in there and get it yourself? You knew where everything... Also, you worked there. Yeah. You could just use your like access code or whatever to walk directly into what seemingly was your office. Yeah. <laughs> What was any of that shit? Like, why are you still talking to Charlie Sheen about anything? When he showed up at your little hidden hangar base out in the desert. The only reason he was able to get there is because you kept dive bombing him with yeah. your plane. Yeah, you literally said, like, it took you long enough to get here. But he, I don't see why you needed him there. No, it really, they never connect the dots as to why these two continue to interact for the rest of this movie at all. But as It the, makes zero sense. As the movie wants us to, mm -hmm. we'll keep going. So Sheen's like, we, let's arrange a meeting, man. You want this microfilm? Yeah. We're going to do it like fucking out in a location of my choosing. Yeah. I'm going to bring a fucking witness. I'm right? fucking not getting caught up in any no. more of this fucking KGB shit. No. I'm calling fucking District Attorney... Tony Soprano. Tony Peabody, or whatever the yeah. fuck his name is. How's uh, anybody doing with this thing? So they, they do a little meeting. Gandolfini's there. Mm. Um, there's a hard. scene where they just, like, crunch a bunch of certs mm -hmm. for, like... Two solid minutes. You yeah. just see Gandolfini, and they they name drop Certs, the brand of. Uh, I was gonna say, I really like that it was Certs too. He's like, "Hey, you want a Cert?" And Sheen's like, "Yeah, I love one of those." And then they just like 
crunch certs together. I'm like, yeah. when the fuck is this scene going to end? When I'm are like, we watching this? I'm like, oh, it's 94. They got the little gold tube of them. They still got the blue or the green really took me back. insert in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm. I used to steal those out of the uh, vending machine out of Mount Carmel High School. Oh, is, what's the uh, statute of limitations on that? Can you, uh, can you still go down for that, you think? Uh, I don't know. Talking about that Come find me. Come find me. I don't even care. I'm so like then Charlie Sheen. Old I'm guy like and Kinski show up in their fucking plane, and uh, Gandolfini's like, uh, <laughs> holy shit, they got a plane? And then, yeah, Sheen was like, yeah, of course they got a plane. Like, what are you talking about? This is fucking, you're in terminal velocity world. Everybody's got a plane. Everybody's yeah. a skydiver. Fucking, you, you don't skydive every day? What, what are you, an idiot? What's going on here, man? Some plane lands. Gandolfini's like, wait, 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 bro. Don't be stupid. Make her come to us. Don't yeah. you approach her. Sheen's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna be stupid anyway. So uh, yeah. take your take your advice and shove it up your ass, man. Uh, yep. Hey, hey, what's up, Nastash Kinski? I'm gonna run over to your plane. How's it going? You, 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 you an old man, so there. You pointing guns at me? That's oh, you're, you're pointing guns at me. Oh, this this is awkward. Yeah. So then, um, she's like, "All right, uh, you walked over here, but now let's walk over to where you were." There's like lots of debate about like mm. who's gonna walk where and why, and I'm just like, "What are they even talking about? What is this?" So they walk over to. It's just like a 20-yard walk, I'd say. It's not if, very far. They're like, they, they're like, all right, let's walk back over here. And they're like, wait a second. Wait. Where is James Gandolfini? Last time I looked, he was standing over there. Now there's, there's no fucking James Gandolfini. What's he's, happening? He's a hulking man. How did we lose him? Uh, so everybody's confused, but especially Sheen, who gives a very hearty, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I also don't understand this movie, Charlie Sheen. Uh, we're in the same boat, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Gandolfini, it turns out, is, I don't know, just, like, ran uh, a wide arc around them and slipped behind them, and uh, he gets up in the plane and he kills old man. Yeah. Fucking, like, strangles him from behind or whatever after yeah. saying some Russian shit. He's a commie. Like, what the fuck? He's a commie, too. Sopranos a commie. Is, is Sheen gonna be a commie? Is there no. anybody who's not fucking There's Russian? No way. There's no way Sheen What is going on here, I'm wondering? I know. Uh, a shootout happens now. Gandolfini and Kinski are, like, shooting at each other. Uh, Sheen, she gives him a gun. He's like, I fucking don't know how to use a gun. But not very realistic. He's an American. Of course, yeah. you know, of course he knows how to shoot a gun. So. You fucking break. What do they do? They take his so sweet like, oh, ass. Oh, we got to get out of here. They take his sweet Dodge Challenger for cover. Mm-hmm. I get shot At this shit. point, Sheen's knife guy shows up, and he's like, what the fuck's happening out here? And I'm like, oh, we're meeting at knife guy's house. I didn't even realize yeah. this is where we were. He goes and gets a rocket launcher. Right. And he just rocket launches his good friend Charlie Sheen's car for some reason. And not like the bad guys that are shooting at his good friend Charlie Sheen's car. And she's like, where's the microfilm at, Sheen? He's like, oh, it was in my car. car. They just got rocket launched. And they're like, fuck, man. There's machine gun fire. Our microfilm just got blown up. How, we getting, there's no way for us to get out of yeah, here, man. We got to survive. We're pinned down. Fucking, uh, this, this is the end of us. Yeah. Then Charlie Sheen's like, hang on a minute. Mm. Do I remember from that scene earlier that uh, my friend the knife guy was building a nonsensical rocket sled that makes uh, no sense why it would exist or what it is uh, here right. in this, this pole barn we're uh, hunkered down in? Got tiger's blood in my heels tonight, baby. We should jump in this fucking rocket sled that oh. nobody in the movie ever explains to us oh. what it is or why it exists. Let's fucking do it. Let's get out of here. Sky rocket sleds in flight. Afternoon delight. So they do. They fucking getting it. Uh, flip the switch. Mm. This thing on the sixth floor. I thought it was gonna go fast, 
It goes even faster than what I thought. Yeah. They're fucking rocket sledding. 350 miles an hour. Down a straightaway on this fucking stretch of railroad that this guy's apparently built in his backyard. Yeah. We get a lot of footage of their faces getting all mushed up because of the G-forces, which is we really funny. We sure do. Because it goes on for like five minutes. It's just like, like a Looney Tunes shot after cartoon. Shot after, it really, so much of this movie is like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking weird. They even reference, like, because the shit, going way back, when RoboCam was filming the death, he's like, That's right, yeah. hey, remember when we was in skydiving school and thought mm-hmm. it would be funny for mm-hmm. people to die like Wiley e. Coyote? Yeah. It's not lost on anybody here. So uh, that goes on forever. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we just keep seeing, like, the brick wall that, like, Approaching. is at the end of this fucking straightaway track. Yeah. So. This guy just basically built a jet engine rocket sled that goes 350 miles an hour and then crashes and explodes in a brick wall That's on his property safe. for some That's reason. A fail safe in case he can't get the rocket sled stopped. It makes sense, uh, which we can't get the rocket. There's Charlie Sheen keeps on trying to reach the uh, switch that stops the rocket sled, I, I thought. I guess. I thought that's what the like, switch was that, going the to break? do. But, you know, the Gs are it's too much fucking too G-force much G's, going, bro. so he can't, he can't get it. Bro, it only takes 120 miles an hour to get fucking terminal velocity. They're doing 350. We get real fucking close to this brick wall, and he's like, still hasn't flipped the switch, mm. and I'm like, well, even if he flips it at this point, like, uh, it's not going to stop in time. We're going straight through that brick wall. Little did I know. Mm. I was confused. Neither of us. I was confused about what this switch was, as it turns out, Matt. Mm -hmm. Uh, He flips it. Turns out it's the switch to the ejector seat that they are sitting in. They shoot up in the air. Yeah. Rocket sled hits the brick wall and explodes into a huge fireball. Mm -hmm. Shrapnel everywhere. They they do like the sweet... uh, John McClane, uh, Die Hard 2, like uh, in an ejector seat with an explosion behind them shot going on there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what is it, like the parachutes go and they float away, leaving me to be like, I don't remember. this guy built a rocket sled that launches into a brick wall that you then ejector your seat out mm-hmm. of. It can only be a one use thing. I'm what the fuck was that? Who came up with this? What the fuck? What, what did I just see? Pretty sure the the uh, the Mythbusters use that same track. Oh, or just re. These guys are always up to something. Or redid this whole stunt. Yeah, it's it's insane to me how. Yeah, they never explain what or why this thing is at any point. They're just like, "Cause that'd that be guy, a cool fucking thing to have in a movie, man." That guy had it. They just throw it in a fucking movie. It'd be fucking. I had this idea about a rocket sled. I want to get it in a movie somehow. How do we get it in there? I Sounds don't know. Good to me, man. Charlie Friend's got a friend, or Charlie Sheen's got a friend that has one. So easy uh, enough. Next scene: uh, Sheen and Kinski are like trudging through a sewer. Yeah, and they're doing some more explaining, trying to like suss out what the plot of this movie is she just like lets it go real quick because it's taken so long she's like look we're all former commie spies that got laid off that's pretty good she's like yeah we're all kgb and sheen's like kgb more like kg used to be yeah that's a fucking good line charlie sheen. Ooh, great fucking line back in the u.s back in the u.s back in the u.s she's like, yeah it turns out fucking kgb's still around don't be fucking naive, Charlie Sheen. Also, let's take a few minutes to also talk about your backstory as a failed Olympic gymnast a little bit, because that's pertinent to what's going on right now. Yeah, here. he's all like, baby girl, 
shut the fuck up. I know all about Russia because yeah, like, I was supposed to oh, go man, there. Why didn't you go back to the next uh, Olympic Games after you uh, didn't win in 84 or whatever? He's like, I don't want to get my ass beat by the Russians again is how it happened. He's like, three words, baby. Crack cocaine. And then before we can uh, really get into like any of the in-depth shit about like, you know, what gymnastic yeah. events he was good at or mm-hmm. anything, fucking bad guys show up in a chopper. Yeah, I bet he was good at crack cocaine. And they they uh they gotta hug each other while laying under a porch to avoid the uh I think they're the laying chopper. under a door. This is something. They're, 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 they found another more doors. They found another people. random house out in the middle of the desert again. Is, is what's Just happened here? Doors saving yeah. people and fucking tremors too. Doors yeah, saving people and like, look terminal at, velocity. Look at these two thrown together, having yeah. to having to hug. I feel like the sexual fires are getting stoked here is what I was thinking. These two can end up banging right now? Is this what I'm fucking thinking? You were like, my God, this is the best door rescue scene since Tremors 2. So the, the chopper's like, uh, unless they're under that door, they're probably not here. There's no way There's to know. no way they'd be under that door. Let's uh, just get out of here. There's no let's, way to know. Let's not land the fucking uh, chopper and, like, uh, you know, get out and uh, search the place or anything. Uh, I'm sure they're not here. Uh so then they're like, all right, uh, let's just hang out here and build a fire in the fireplace. In this romantic cabin with a bottle of tequila. And Natasha Kinski goes from being just like condescending and like thinking that Charlie Sheen's a complete piece Idiot. of shit this entire movie to all of a sudden out of nowhere, like gazing in his eyes and like being all cuddly next mm-hmm. to him, like laying by a fireplace. And I'm like, mm-hmm. when the fuck did this develop? Just in that two seconds, they were laying under that door together. They Suddenly, start, there's like romantic tension between they them. They start splitting some tequila. She starts oh, she making pounding swallowing shots. jokes. For sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, well, they're chugging that shitty grocery store mezcal that has the worm in the yeah. bottle of it. Whatever that was called. And uh, Sheen's like, holy shit, you're going to... Oh, she just ooh, drank the ooh, worm. Ooh. This is back in the era where like every other movie had a scene of like drinking the worm like white people were all really afraid of like tequila and how you had to drink a worm or whatever it has psychotropic properties to it there's literally one brand of shitty mezcal that had a worm in it as a gimmick and just like for some reason hollywood acted like every bottle of tequila in existence had like a worm in it for, for, for a weird like 12 year period there or something i don't understand what it was it's all weird it's all weird it's fucking weird so uh yeah um they just start making out out of nowhere. Huh? Now it's fucking just like teenage kid making out. Is she what ain't the worm, bro. And she feels his fucking boner uh, yeah. pressing up against her. She's like, ah, let me get my hands on this boner. She's like, great dick. Wait bro. a second. This isn't fucking a boner. This is the metal tube I had the microfilm in. Why is this boner in the back of your pants, sir? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I <laughs> I lied to you. This yeah. stuff didn't really get rocket launched. I I had jocked it this entire time. Yeah. Sorry. In all fairness, I think he was owed what he took. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. He got strung yeah. along. Been long through enough. a lot of shit. So she's yeah. like, "Oh, let me run outside and open this thing up or whatever." Turns out it's some little like portable video game that tracks airplanes is what this thing was the whole time that i think i think i kept hidden in the closet of the job i had at a oil refinery which has nothing to do with anything else that goes on for the rest of this fucking movie i think she had like the other piece of it he just brought like the antenna part of it or something i don't know 
I don't know. Right. Um, I couldn't tell you. So then she's like, this is the plane we need to find. I've been trying to find this plane thing. It turns out it's over at the airplane graveyard. Yeah. Like, Fucking hell yeah. Yeah. Fucking love it when there's scenes at airplane graveyards in movies. This is going to be badass. And she's like, conveniently, this thing I've been searching for for all these weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. it's close enough for us to just run over there on foot. So let's just run over there right now. So they they, al- they also do the cool line of like, oh, we got to get that plane there. And she does like this. It's not what's on the plane. It's what's in the plane. Yeah. And Charlie Sheen keeps being like, is it a nuclear thing? It's yeah. a nuclear thing, isn't it? Yeah. We're doing a nuclear thing. I don't trust Russians. <laughs> what does that even mean? I kept asking every time he said that. You know. We get, we get to the plane. Uh, it's probably got some nuclear stuff in it, we're assuming. Yeah. Like the pl- easy. The plane's booby trapped. I know this. For reasons, I don't know. Let me get past these booby traps. She's from that show, The Americans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People love that shit. They get on the plane. It's full of dead bodies. Uh, the whole crew of the plane's in a pile of dead fucking stewardess. Can we talk about Sheen's reaction here when yeah, he gets sure. on the plane? And yeah. he's just like, hey, whole plane smells like old plane. Hot, 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 Jesus, dead people. Yeah, it's a whole big pile of dead people. And they've been out in the desert for days. He really that tries shit. to sell it. I'll give it shit to him. Shit had to stink, man. I was fucking, I was on his side. Uh, so she's like, check it out, man. Um, turns out. I love how he's never afraid to show a little ass. I got to go over here on the other side of the plane. You just stay over here and don't look at what I'm doing. Yeah. Charlie Sheen's like, no, I'm just going to follow you and see what the fuck you're doing. Cause this is crazy. I don't even know why I'm still involved in any of this shit. I'm at least going to figure out what's fucking happening. That's when she's like, bro, it's, it's nuke shit. Just hold this bowl over your balls and I'll go look around. That's kind of a funny little gag there. She tricked him again. But then, no, it turns out it's not nuke shit at all. Nah. It's Russian gold, Matt. Bullion, this baby. It's full of Russian gold. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, then what does any of this have to do with, like, the oil refinery or any of that fucking shit and right there? I think there? you know now. It's all coming together, <laughs> it's, huh? It's all coming together. Putin um, Center here. He's like, uh, don't you see it? I don't understand what anything's happening in this movie still, Natasha Kinski, even though you've explained a lot of it to me. Like, uh, could you explain more? And she's like, sorry, can't do it. Bad guys are here. We got yeah. another action scene. I like how she's like, I can never explain what's previously happened. I can just give you a little more to pile on before they get here. And what you need to know is uh, it's $600 million. Mm-hmm. Tony Soprano was going to launder it. It belongs to the people. Not to these gangsters. Also, that's not even how it ends with them being like, oh shit, bad guys. It ends with them like just motor mouthing all this shit about the gold and then like trailing off mid-sentence and leaning in to start making out again next to this pile of dead bodies. And I'm like, these are adult human beings. Why are they trying to make out right now? And then their make out session gets interrupted by the bad guys. It's like, oh fuck, bad guys are here. We get some cat and mousing around the plane where the bad guys are looking for them and they're hiding and then like they just kind of slip out and they're like, uh, oh, good thing we got past the bad guys. Let's, we did it. Let's get out of here. Let's leave. We made it out. So then they just get to a diner somehow and it's like daylight now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how many hours have passed? Where are they? <laughs> Not to mention they leave. Hours pass. It's daytime. Natasha Kinski's just like, shouldn't have left. Yeah. Oh, we got to go back and get that gold again. I don't even know why we left. That gold's very important. It's the whole reason I'm fucking here in America, working at oil refineries and 
living in apartments with blonde ladies. <laughs> Seems to me we could have shaved 12 minutes off this film, but whatever, we'll just go back. So she's like, they're going to move the gold. And Sheen's like, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? And she's like, no, don't you get it? It's the gold. We need to get the gold. And I'm like, she's in near tears here. Yeah. She's really... She's really putting her whole ass into yeah. the scene, trying to convince us, the viewer, that we should care mm-hmm. about this gold and who gets it or why. They're really acting like this is like the last gold that exists in the world or something. Yeah, she's starting to act like that autistic girl yeah. crying about the condition like, of the world. You're all ex-KGB agents. There's gold yeah. all over the world. Like, right. Just go steal some other gold. What's so important about this particular gold? And she's like, they're going to use the gold. All right, I'm going to come out with it. They're going to use the gold to fund a coup, man. The fate yeah, of Russia is is hanging, and yeah. it's in our fucking hands right now, yeah. Charlie Sheen. If you don't get this money returned to where it goes, they are going to invade the Ukraine. So then Sheen has the awesome line, pack your bags, we're going on a guilt trip. When she goes into this yeah, about Russia. Yeah. She fucking nailed it. Hilarious. He's cool. Sheen fucking nailed it. Sheen, man... Guy knows how to talk to a lady. I'll tell so you then, that like, after that, after she gets done talking about, like, how this money needs to be used to, like, buy bread for the people and yeah. not to fund a coup or whatever, Sheen's just like, you know what? You never really cared about me at all, did nah. you? None of this was ever real. You nah. never cared about me. And I'm like, what do you mean cared about you? Like he said. You never had a real or fake relationship. Like still, that's what she her- tricked you into taking her in a plane once, and then revealed immediately afterwards she was a KGB agent. Yeah. There's no point where she was like, I don't know, in a fake relationship with you or anything. What are we even talking about? They here? spent enough time together. So then she runs out in tears, like, yeah. "No, I did care about you. Our feelings are real. I swear." And I'm like, "Is there like six other scenes that got cut out of this movie that would have explained all this? No, what the fuck is happening?" Bro, when you live fast, you love fast, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. This, this point, any sort of character development here is fucking hit terminal velocity, I feel like. Goddamn right she it has. Character arc so, much. Yeah. so she leaves. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, good. I don't even want to deal with any of this KGB nonsense anyway. Yeah. Badass skydiver. Uh, let me look through my wallet, though. Uh, Aw. Oh, wait. Oh, she took a picture of herself with the sign that says, ditch... Brannigan didn't Ditch really kill Brannigan. me. She really did care about me. I'm like, what? That yeah. picture doesn't prove anything. <laughs> she said so. You could have just like made her pose for that no! picture and then thrown her out of the plane. It's <laughs> like, not how admission of guilt works. <laughs> Come on, man. So he's like, ah, I got to go steal a car and peel out all cool and go gotta... back to the helper with the Russian gold. What year is it? 94? Yeah, I, I got to steal a yellow vet. That's yeah, the only thing that's going to work cool. right now. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, so he does that. He gets back to the fucking airplane graveyard or yeah. whatever to see just first thing he sees is she just getting shoved into the trunk of fucking Shooter McGavin's car. Yeah. I'm just like, some Russian operative, she like showed up, immediately got her ass beat and thrown to the back of a car. I guess she didn't have much of a plan going in. I love how it's like also a crowded airport that they're at. And he could have just grabbed, like, 30 other people. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there then, are, like, people just, like, working here at this point. Because, like, like, he sees them, like, kidnapping her, and he's all like, ooh, I can't get involved. They'll beat my ass. There's three of them. But you could have got, like, 30 of those union yeah. wrenches. Like, hey, check it out. That 
hot blonde chicks being thrown in the trunk yeah. of a car by those Russian guys. They'd be like, ooh, let's beat the tar off them Ruskies. Before uh, they, they, after they throw in the trunk of the car, though, Shooter gets one more scene where he's like, hey, Gandolfini, check out how fucking awesome my yeah. car is. Yeah. I love this car, man, more than anything in the world. Do you know how many American horse ponies like, underneath? Oh, man, it's going to be so fucking awesome when Charlie Sheen trashes this car. He's going to be so mad. Now, at this point... Had it jogged back in your memory, the fate of the car? No, I've never seen this. This is, this is a first-time view for me. It's a terminal, terminal velocity. I had no idea what I was getting into. First time I'd seen it as well, but... Okay. Come on. I remember the fucking oh, trailer. It's a, it's a, a trailer kid. shot, the fucking uh, oh, car coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they load the fucking car up onto the cargo plane with the chick in it. Yeah. Uh, they take off, and Charlie Sheen's like... He's still angling on the ground. He's like, hey, uh, pilot guy over there. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I'm... Uh, I don't know. I need you to take me up in your plane yeah. and chase after this other plane. Can you do it for me, guy? And he's like, oh, I'm totally only fooled. If, only if you lie to me. But yeah, you're... Claims of being a government agent or something. Sure, I'll take you up in my plane, fucking disheveled man who's looks like he's been running through yeah. the desert fully clothed. You've got a open cut reeking still bleeding right on now. your eyebrow. Yeah. Just open sores bleeding all yeah. over your dirty, dirty face. Sure. You let's look do it. you look like hepatitis, sir. So after this we get some sweet plane stunts. Charlie Sheen's like, I'm gonna get out on the fucking wing of this plane, man. And then you flip the plane upside down, and I'm gonna like crawl around on the fucking How wing of this plane. Huh? And we're gonna do a bunch of other unnecessary badass shit. Then I'm gonna jump from your plane into this other fucking plane. It's gonna be cool as hell. And it is, it is fucking cool as hell. I tell you what, we we talked about things not making sense mm-hmm. and stuff that could have gone. Yeah. Not this. No, no, this he is great. needs. He needs to explain the maneuver because it makes the maneuver that much cooler. Yeah, they got a stunt man out on the wing of a plane just fucking climbing around on it while it flips upside down. One of the coolest things I've ever fucking seen. This is insanity. Meanwhile, inside the other plane, Gandolfini has taken Natasha Kinski out of the fucking trunk of the car just so he can beat the shit out of her for a while. Yeah. To which uh, Shooter McGavin's like, hey, man, watch the paint. Yeah. He really doesn't want anything bad to happen in this right. car. Oh, baby. He loves that car. Yeah. Um... So then they're like, oh, what's going on? There's another plane up here. You think fucking Ditch, fucking Ditch Brody maybe took that plane up here and then jumped from that plane onto our plane? You think he's on our plane right now? That's got to be what happened. No, there's no way. It's Ditch Brannigan instead. Famous skydiver fucking Ditch Brody that we all know about? Ooh, it's... Former almost Olympian yeah. Ditch Brody. They're right. They're right. That's exactly what happened. Fucking Charlie Sheen has jumped onto their fucking plane. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh mm. I think he just jumps straight into the fucking, uh, behind the wheel of the convertible right here, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He true. does. They don't even see him. He's hanging from, like, the back opening of the plane at first, and they get distracted because they see the plane. Mm-hmm. And every, like, get, uh, Tony Soprano and everybody else runs back to the cabin, like, what's this other plane doing? And in the meantime, it's just Shooter McGavin, like, hanging out, being weird in the back. Yes, he, he grabs a shoddy, yeah. and he goes running to make sure his car's okay. Sees fucking Charlie Sheen behind the wheel of his car. He's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Get, get out. Only I drive my car. It's a Biff Tannen fucking situation. Sheen fucking guns it. Yeah, it's like, runs I can't hear you because I'm wall. driving it into you, bro. Shooter shoots the fucking shotgun through the fucking windshield mm-hmm. of this car. 
boom, glasses everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's screaming. He jumps on the hood of the car. Charlie he's also Sheen. seemingly okay after getting sandwiched. Yeah, he definitely gets yeah. a sandwich in between a wall and a car, and is just like, yeah, I'm still still coming at you. Yeah. Sheen's like, like, at this point, you've already like beat his ass and disarmed him once. Yeah. I'd probably just like beat him up again and throw him out of the plane, but Charlie Sheen's like, you know what? I got nah, an easier plan. I got a better plan. Let me uh throw this car into reverse. Fuck yeah. And then drive it out of the back of this Woo! plane, which he does. And then he is in this car... Falling through the air with yeah. Shooter McGavin on the fucking windshield. For like five seconds. It's a really long time until eventually Shooter McGavin like lets go and Shooter he, goes he falls to his death. It's a cool shot where you see him fall into his death, but he's still shooting his gun mm. at Charlie Sheen as he uh, falls. Somehow falls much faster than like the, the car is falling. Mm-hmm. Like they don't just keep falling at the same speed. No. He falls faster and dies. No, it has to do with physics. You put him in the tube. So then Charlie Sheen's like, shit, uh, I'm now in a car that's falling through the air. I First thing, I got to hit the fucking trunk release to get yeah. Natasha Kinski out of there. Oh, shit, the button doesn't work. God damn it. I'm going to have to climb to the back of this uh, car that's in free fall. The keys. With the keys, unlock the trunk, and then get her out, yeah. which he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And physics-wise... Uh-huh. Nothing that happens from this point on makes any fucking sense. It's crazy. And this scene also, this car's in free fall for like 10 minutes here. Yeah. It just keeps going and going and going. Just for a long It's insane time. what happens. Should we just go through it? Yeah, somehow he does climb to the back of the car without like slipping off of it. <laughs> yeah. He opens the fucking trunk of the car. Uh, gets her out. Gets her out. And then and uh, what happens next? They they do a tandem uh, skydive together as uh, as as is what as the car yeah, crashes. That's right into the rocks. Yeah, it, it falls down to the edge of a cliff, explodes. There, she's latched on a sheen. He pulls the fucking chute like right last minute so that they can go through the explosion of the car. Right, which is cool. Which they then have more like room to keep uh, decelerating because they go over the fucking cliff. Well, the problem is. By going through the fire. Oh, no. Their parachute burned. Ugh, that sucks. So they got to cut the parachute. That's right. But they've just gone over a second cliff. Oh, fuck. They've got a backup chute, though, right? Yes. Okay, good. Except. What? What could it be? They're safe now. Oh, now they fucking are going straight into the middle of a wind farm. Oh, no. There's so many different wind turbines turbines and shit they can get caught up in and fucking die. This is just danger after danger here. So, uh, I don't know what fucking... They uh, land. Yeah, they land. It's, it's fucking... It's just like 12 minutes of straight nonsense yeah. we just fucking watched. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, fucking... Turbine. Hey, fucking car couldn't take him out. Sky couldn't take him nope. out. Fire couldn't take him out. Another cliff couldn't take him out. Wind turbines couldn't take him out. You know what could? James Gandolfini. Yeah. Drop kick out of the sky yeah. from James so, Gandolfini. So, yeah, we, we go up into the fucking... Uh, the plane again, and they're like, oh no, we're losing hydraulic power. And I'm like, oh shit, that sucks for you guys. Oh god, everybody knows planes need hydraulic What's power. What's gonna happen here, I wonder? It's common sense now. Uh, yeah. Fucking Kinski's like, oh, we made it to the ground. I gotta go, I don't know, try to follow that plane on foot or something to get the Russian yeah, gold. And Sheen's like, I'm fucking tired of running after these Russian guys, man. Like, uh, yeah, we tried. This is fucking. It's over. We tried pretty good. So then, uh, I'm just like, and also the cops like start showing up now, and yeah. I'm just like, they land the plane because the hydraulic 
power they lost. So they had to land the oh, plane. Gotta have and the cops are here. And I'm like, all right, the cops are here. The plane's landed. I can't do So I guess just the movie's going to be over with Your no, like, wife is home. final confrontation or whatever. This feels pretty fucking wheeled. Yeah. So then, uh, so then they start making out again. Because mm-hmm. they're like, all right, let's... Uh, this is good. Whatever. I guess we should just kiss some more. Then fucking James Gandolfini comes out of nowhere, falls out of the sky, drop kicks fucking Charlie Sheen in the face. He was parachuting out of nowhere, fucking straight up drop kicks Charlie Sheen's face. It's badass. This, see, now this is bullshit. They've given us so much fluff in this, so much mm-hmm. extra in this movie. You couldn't give us the scene of James Gandolfini locating Mar- or Charlie Sheen from the plane and then just jumping out and focusing on him the entire way yeah, down to deliver that drop kick. shit with Gandolfini for sure. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, the surprise was nice. I want to see the greatest top rope missile drop kick of all time. So then uh, fucking interrupts their makeout session with a fucking drop kick and then Sheen's on the ground bleeding out of his face and then he just uh, Orton-esque. grabs Natasha Kinski from behind and then guts her like a fish with yeah. a knife yeah. and i was like holy shit he just brutally murdered her yeah charlie sheen's like uh is my new girlfriend fucking i'm so mad yeah his reaction is pretty good he's like oh she's dead not like uh i'm gonna try to fight for your life no no he spears he fucking gandolfini down a hill they're rolling around they get in a little bit of a fist of cuffs but then rolling down Gandolfini uses his girth to get a uh, Sheen in a bear hug. <laughs> this, is, this isn't great for Sheen. He's, he's gonna get the life yeah. fucking squeezed out. He's of him sounding like Gandolfini, getting choked to death. But uh, fucking, he's he's able to wiggle his fingers just a little bit. Get his his fucking fingers around the ripcord to Gandolfini's backup shoe. What? Pulls that shit. No. Gandolfini gets sucked up into the air into one of the fucking wind turbines. There's Dang. fucking. Italian blood splattering everywhere. Fucking pretty cool death. Although I would have liked to have seen like one last shot of him like screaming as he got sucked into some fresh parmesan. Some gaba ghouls all over the fucking desert. Fresh prosciutto. We get a little denouement after this. No, they go to Russia. We 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 go back to the the skydiving shack though. Oh yeah, yeah. uh, The chick with the two broken legs. Now has two broken arms. Oh, broken legs, Max. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a running gag. Only it only happens twice, yeah. so I don't. Really, I think you got to be three for it to be a running gag. It's a, it's a weird gag, but she's like, "Hey, gang, gather round. Remember when it seemed like we were going to be characters in this movie? We're not. But uh, Charlie Sheen sent us a postcard. Nate. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of the classic joke." What do you tell a woman with two broken arms? I don't know. Nothing. You already broke that bitch's legs earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Seems like she's in an abusive relationship. I'd like to get the backstory here. She needs to get into a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, (sighs) Jesus Christ, where's this movie going? We go to Russia now? Oh, Jesus Christ. Charlie Sheen's in fucking Russia? Is that the Kremlin? That's right. Uh... Natasha Kinski is being given a medal. It's the end of Star Wars. We're basically doing the Star Wars ending here. Fucking yeah. Vladimir Putin uh-huh. is uh, giving her. She's like, Here's a medal for saving Russia from the Russian gangsters and bringing all the gold back so we can buy bread for the peasants. I'm thinking to myself, I just watched that chick get gutted like a fish. How's she getting a medal right now? I watched her die, Matt. 
What's your die right in front of my right in front of my eyes? They put her in one of them uh, hyperbolic doctor medical tanks like Luke went oh, into. Okay. So I'm like, oh man, Charlie Sheen did a lot to help her out though. Like yeah. he's just got to sit there and like clap while she gets a medal. He's getting chewied, is what's happening. Now I got to go to Russia. He's fucking though. getting chewied right here. He's, he's not going to get his own medal. Yeah. And then Vladimir Putin's like. No, 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 Charlie Sheen, you get a, you get up here too, brother. I'm gonna give you one of these medals. You got tiger blood, your comrade. So then he's like, "Oh, I finally got a gold medal, just like I wanted in the Olympics." Remember yeah. how we said that I was an Olympian? It's crazy. I didn't think it'd, be, it'd come this way. And Did you, Natasha Kinski, my new girlfriend? And then you're like, "Well, the movie's over now," and he's like, "Wait." Who wants more hot shots shenanigans? So he's like, oh, this is this your your parents here? Yeah. Is this your three-legged dog that we talked about yeah. for two seconds in an earlier scene? He does that five minutes of, like faking everybody out with the salute, don't forget. Oh, yeah, he yeah. salutes Vladimir Putin. And I thought, oh, the last shot of this movie is going to be him uh, saluting Vladimir no, Putin. No, it's like That's a five-minute bit of him like fucking with Russians. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, am I going to salute? It's, it's another good comedy bit for sure. This is... Fucking Jim Carrey and the Ace de- Detective. So it's, they st- they stole this bit. This movie's still not ending. Yeah, it's not gonna be our last shot. Our last shot now is just like them walking off into Russia, the middle of Moscow with the three-legged dog because they're now I don't know married in Russia. In Russia. Three-legged dog walks you? I don't know. Either way, Sheen's fucking dragging that fucking dog, man. Yeah. That dog is, like, fucking getting strangled by his ass. Yeah, he's like, come on, keep up. It's, like, supposed to be some, like, uh, I don't know, like, a romantic final shot of them walking off into the sunset, but all of them just like, Jesus Christ, Charlie Sheen, quit choking that fucking dog. He's got three legs, bro. Yeah. What a weird-ass movie. I don't know what the hell to read. I mean, we got to take a break. I got to take a break. A I got to gather my thoughts. We'll, we'll hear some out. coming attractions. We, we come back. We'll hear. About, we'll hear some other people's thoughts on. We didn't it. even talk about that fat ginger-headed kid sitting. Oh with yeah, that's the right. The fucking ginger mullet sitting right behind Charlie yeah, Sheen. He turns around and gives cool that kid hell. a thumbs up because he just thought that kid was cool. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, here looks great, man. Uh, thanks for coming to the set. When we come back, Terminal Velocity is going to enter Judgment Day. When fire breaks out, there's a dedicated team ready to jump right into the middle of it. But for their leader, this time, the enemy isn't the flame. It was a prison break! It's the man who lit the match. In case you haven't noticed, we're not firemen. There's a girl with him. Take me down. Century Fox presents Howie Long, Scott Glenn, Susie Amos, and William Forsythe. It's fucked your bar! You're still alive! Firestorm. 
$2 million a month for the operations and names of every undercover agent in the world. In a world of high-tech espionage, these people are killers. All that stands between lawlessness and justice, you leave the cop stuff to me, is one man. Stage one is complete. Right on schedule. Wesley Snipes. Schedule not a change. Drop Zone. Rated R. Starts Friday, December 9th at theaters everywhere. We gotta wrap this shit up before the audience yeah, it's hits getting, terminal borosity. It's, it's getting very late too. It's time, to get, you, time to get you into bed there. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Judgment Day. Hey something we're gonna get through really quick here. It's where we go out to the internet and see what you, the people, had to say about the film. We get a couple of one Ninja Star reviews. We get a couple of five Ninja Star reviews. We read them, we think about them, and then we give our final judgment and Ninja Star rating ourselves. Yep. Matt, our first one Ninja Star rating is uh, from an IMDb user named Saw Swenson. S-O-S Wenson? I don't know. Saw Swenson. I don't know. This is going to sound crazy. Hey, it is Devin Sawa's birthday. Oh, HBD Devin Sawa. Yeah. There's not a lot of terminal velocity reviews out there. That's weird. Very weird. So that 19% and 20 one percent aren't yeah, good just sample from like sizes. Forty-seven. Yes, yeah, that's that's a small agree. That's not fair. I need to be user Saw Swenson says. Saw Swenson. I don't see how some people rate this movie so highly. Sorry, Sussex. There's not there's not a lot of people rating this highly at all. Yeah, it's who's he fighting strong? Who are right all here. these people? The Russians as menace trope was by then threadbare. Well, the dialogue was wooden. The minutes-long scene of skydiving near the end stretches credibility beyond the breaking point. And the uh, characters were flimsy even for a send-up of the genre, which it seemed to be attempting. I don't, I don't know that it was. Yeah, what was the genre? It might have been. I don't know. This is possibly the worst film I've seen in a theater. Okay. The only redeeming feature I saw in it was that a few scenes in it showed the sum of cool scenery near my hometown. Oh, cool. I don't have contempt for this movie. Just pity. Don't rent this movie. Because it's too bad to be good and not bad enough to be so bad that it's good. He said it was the worst movie. Sounds pretty. One ninja star for IMD user. Swenson. He kind of, yeah, talked on both sides of the mouth. definitely. I don't trust a word he says. Let's see if this next person I think he's former KGB. Go ahead, though. I uh, got a one ninja star review from Letterboxd user Rodolfo Laspari. He sounds on Rodolfo Laspari. He says, Ufa! Guess there was a reason why I never watched this. Cool to see Gandolfini in an early role, but overall, this film is a waste of 107 minutes. <laughs> it's only 102, buddy. Did he watch the five-minute longer version that made more sense? I don't know. <laughs> Lame script, bad supporting cast, especially the skydiving co-workers. The scene between Sheen and a co-worker after a tragic death is unintentionally laughable. Uh-huh. And a fucking Robotron 3030 did a great job with that he scene. Did. He did. And the very last scene in Russia is so stupid and dumb. Waste of Kinski. Waste of time. Waste of film. Waste of money. Makes Drop Zone look like a skydiving masterpiece. Whoa! <laughs> One ninja star from Letterboxd user Rodolfo Lasbari. Wow! Might be giving a little spoilers for something going on. Wow! What we're going to be talking about later on in the, the month here. Could be. Gauntlet's been fucking laid yeah. down, bro. Yeah. 
Matt, I couldn't really find uh, en- enough five ninja star reviews. I I can never find enough of them too. I read them nonstop. Yeah, so I, I had love to them. I had to result to a, a four ninja star uh, review. I, I gave one of those from a IMDb oh. user CC the Movie Man, who we, uh, whose, whose reviews we uh we, we read down here quite a few. We're grading on a curve this yeah, week. I was like, we're grading on a curve this week. Four ninja stars close enough to five. If our boy CC the Movie Man's talking about it. So that last one's technically you know one and a half or something. It could be maybe. CC says. This was a generally fun film that is considered an action movie. Yes. And rightly so. Ah. But has its share of good comedy, too. That's right. Yeah, it does. That's right. Charlie Sheen showed he was well on his way to being successful playing comedic roles, as he's doing on television right now. Yeah. Natasha Kinski plays the typical new young macho female role that introduced on screen in the past generation in which females beat up males. Give me a break. There's this guy around called Joss Whedon, and I can't wait till he, you know, crosses boundaries and goes away. Anyway, I still liked her despite the characterization. James Gandolfini was the best of the villains, and also demonstrated how he was about ready to hit the big time, which he is also on TV with The Sopranos. I heard of that show. Christopher McDonald was another villain in here, but was stupid, not fun to watch. He was angry all the time, and his bleached hair looked ludicrous. <laughs> Agreed. I thought he was making some good points. I don't know. There are a couple of outrageous action scenes in this film, mostly notably when an automobile with Sheen and Kinski still in it is dropped from an airplane. Hell yeah! Yes, to enjoy this film, don't take any of it seriously. It's simply fast-paced entertainment. For that, it gets uh. a good rating. Four Ninja Stars from CC the Movie Man. This guy's pretty smart. So I was able to find a, a, a five Ninja Star review that was sort of coherent here. Um, yeah. The five Ninja Star review from Letterboxd user, The Snake Emoji. Oh, that's all, cool. All written out. He's not even like using the emoji. No, he no, just, calls just says The, the snake, snake Emoji. emoji. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> they say, they say Terminal Velocity, but the real highlight of the movie, Charlie Sheen's line read out on the line, a guy who can't keep his sideburns even when he shaves. Yeah. He puts the emphasis on even. So it sounds like a guy who can't keep his sideburns even when he shaves. Yeah. It's weird. Five Ninja Stars. <laughs> Snake emoji. <laughs> See that you're on board with that one. That guy gets it. Machine's line reading's pretty good in this movie. Yeah. Matt, what's your fucking uh, final thoughts and Ninja Star rating of... Uh, this movie here, the uh, the terminal velocity. I think this movie asks a lot of you, the audience. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think maybe this movie isn't deserving of one rating. Maybe it deserves give it multiple ratings. Yeah, this I is think unprecedented. This movie almost deserves before. one stars, two stars, three stars, four stars, and five stars. Because it does so much. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Like a horrible, horrible piece of shit. Like a, like a one-star movie. But it's got just no reason action like cars falling out of planes because Russian spies and Charlie Sheen's making jokes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's five-star material. Yeah. It's certainly uh, on paper... Sounds like a five-star movie, I'll tell you that much. There's so much confusion here, man. Hour 42 is longer than I like. I can get away with it. This isn't really one of those movies where I can as much because it just didn't 
make mm-hmm. sense and could have just been scaled down. It was gibberish. Charlie Sheen's character is almost Ditch Brody. Completely unnecessary for this movie. Yes. Ex- except for she needed a patsy no, to begin no with. No reason why they kept dragging him for the For the air. Put- but they did. And I liked it. Because he was the fun part. Good for us. And he kept it fun. And I guess where this movie keeps it boring, it He's keeps it fun. He's my favorite of the two and a half men. I'm going to go yeah. on the, right now on the record and say that. Where this movie's boring, it's exciting. Where this movie's lame, it's funny. Or I don't know, man. I guess the only thing I can do, right down the line, baby. Wow. Right two and a half ninja stars. That's it, a it gives and it gets. It's a solid, solid uh point points you make there. I like you standing up for the movie a little bit. Um, I thought I thought I was gonna hate it way more while watching it. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I got to the end of it and was just like, I'm kind of fucked up. I didn't have a bad time with it, even though it's a bad movie. Yeah. Sheen gets some good lines in. Some of the skydiving shit, while well, not point break level, is good skydiving shit. It's completely shit. unnecessary and wild. I like the scene where they have big titty girl brawless in a white shirt That's and so then good. dunk her in water for no reason. It's a 90s trope. Uh, story makes no sense. I None. got mad any time uh, I thought about it or they tried to explain to me yeah. why it did actually make sense. And I'm like, no, you're you, wrong. It's wrong. You're, you're, not, you're, you're not pulling this one off. Uh, Kinski and Sheen, I felt like had zero chemistry and it felt really weird when they went yeah. from hating each other suddenly to like being in lust with each other, even though there was no like, oh, we've been through a bonding experience now scene. Mm-hmm. It's just like they fucking flipped a switch on that. So isn't it weird how, know. how like Sheen doesn't always have chemistry with the ladies or with the it's whoever. It's because of his rape vibes. But he's always got. You can't help giving off all those rape vibes. He's always got chemistry with you, the viewer. Oh, 100%. Me and him, copacetic. Yeah, I tell you. I'm going just a fucking little baby dick under you. I'm just going to yeah. go uh, two, two ninja stars here. For, right? Uh, terminal velocity right here but wasn't there a party yeah, that almost star thought you were gonna give it less yeah 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 yeah. It's, yeah it's a worse movie than that but for some reason i didn't hate it as much as i hate other things it's got a weird bad. cling to it a this bit one of a charm a little bit of a charm to it like what man it's it's good 90s oh, excess yeah. garbage it's, it's it's 90s as fuck right yeah. here i'd watch this one on tnt on an on an afternoon oh you kidding me just hung over Mm-hmm. Hating the world. Well, that's our thoughts on Terminal Velocity. Man. And, uh, so we're, we're, we're like halfway through this run here, free-falling skydiving movies. It's, I know what you're thinking, moving, listener. It's moving pretty well. How could there even be two more free-falling movies oh, that aren't Don't point you break? worry. There's going to be. We're not going to be talking about them next week, though, because I'm going out of town. Get the fuck out of here. Two weeks coming back, though. We're going to have another skydiving movie for you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be worth the wait, because... Uh, one of one of my favorite actors of all oh, time. Shit. Uh, a little guy by the name of Howie Long. Oh, wow. I know, I know you're a big fan of him. <sighs> I got a feeling I know. Watching him Maybe jumping out of airplanes again. and fighting forest fires, I think. But then also there's like no, a crime-solving element, vaguely, I remember, I from the arrow. one time I saw this fucking movie in like the fucking 90s. Uh, yeah, that's right. You guessed it. We're going to be talking about 1998s. I just had to look through my notes to no, see what yeah, the title yeah, is. Totally. Yeah, no, no, we knew Firestorm. Firestorm enters cool the bloodstorm that is Baby Oil and Blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. 
tear your dreams apart And every new town Just seems to bring you down Trying to find peace of mind Can break your heart It's so Use a friend.